I've got a light. Hi. <laughs> Hi, beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of, of Something Light. Something Light. <laughs> we have with us a very wonderful, special Amazing. guest. Amazing. <laughs> uh, we're just going to allow him introduce himself. Hey, hold on. Leave yourself. Okay, Daniel, over to you. Uh, how do I introduce myself? Okay, my name is Daniel Briggs Adisa. I am the host of Volata Science with Daniel Podcast. Hopefully, by the end of the year, two more podcasts will have been added to that resume. Nice. Um, <laughs> I nice. recently to work as a teacher, currently looking to transition into product design. I am mm. a lot of music, anime. I love to talk about difficult things. If, if you want something, somebody who is unafraid to talk about something difficult, Hmm. It's me. Love it, the person. <laughs> Love it. Nice. Wow. It's my number one hobby. <laughs> so yeah, thank you so very much for having me, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's a pleasure actually. <laughs> yep. Daniel reached out to us and was like, "Hey, we'd love to be." I'm like, "Oh, we are blown." Uh, yeah. Thank you, thank you, Daniel. <laughs> thank you, and Daniel is mine. currently in Nigeria. So that's why we're using this platform yeah. to record. Um, thank God for internet. Thank God. At least we don't have to be in the same room yes. <laughs> to have yes, this, so right? Thank yeah. God yeah. Thank yeah. God for that. So again, thank you, Daniel, for um, you know agreeing to do this with us, even reaching out to us in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, You know what? We should just get right into it. Yes. Into what's made us say you know, Daniel, who will be the best person? Who will be the best person to talk about this? <laughs> and as Daniel has already said, he's the one. Any difficult topic, bring, just it, bring it up. <laughs> He'll talk about it. So, we, uh, you are the one. I came across a tweet, right? Someone saying that every Christian couple on YouTube, like, why is every Christian couple on YouTube, you know, God has, so God, so let me just read it. So, God has called all into YouTube ministry for marriage or we feel or we just feel it's a nice idea i need my generation to break free from the yoke of doing things because it looks nice and spiritual there's something called instruction okay if your commander god didn't call you there don't flash him keep the air time for weightier matters stay where god put you they won't okay so um I feel like we have already talked a little bit on couples oversharing on YouTube and everything, but this mm-hmm. is a little different. It's saying that, I mean, God has to give you the go ahead to open a YouTube channel to talk about your marriage, your love, things like that as a Christian. So that is what the conversation is about. Daniel, what do you think? The funny thing is, I saw that tweet mm-hmm. when it was all praise and oh god, <laughs> <laughs> I had thoughts mm-hmm. and the thoughts were going to be like a thread. It was going to be like two threads, and I was I I just like, you, you know what? Thread here. <laughs> I was just like, you know what? I'll just I'll just not talk about this now because i i don't know i i understand the sentiment behind the tweets like i understand the sentiment let's start with empathy but i would like to say whosoever made that tweet is wrong in the assertion that you need god to give you an explicit like go ahead to create a youtube channel because i'm like why 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 what is the main goal for saying that because you won't say you need God to give you the go-ahead to start a business. You won't say you need God to go, give you the go-ahead to go to school, right? So it's like, why is it that when two people who decide to start... Because I believe if you are starting a YouTube channel, you are probably trying to make it a source of living. So I like to call YouTube channels like businesses, right? You want to start this business. And they want to make it around, you know, sharing Christian content, but in the context of their marriage and their journey so far. And I'm like, personally speaking, it's not my type of content. I'm not a married person. But I'm like, what exactly is the problem here? Because 
personally for me i've always had an issue with christian youtube because most of it is problematic most of it is problems to me or to me anybody else that has any other opinion can you do you want to do you want to finish your line of thought first because i'm actually really interested in your thoughts about that so maybe we keep that one then Mm. mm, i don't want you to forget maybe don't lose your train of thought so god um okay so my thought on the tweet itself like i said i understand where it's coming from because yes there are a lot of people who just go and start something you get they have no directives they have no vision none of that they just go and start and so i like to i like to understand that tweet from that perspective because it's like you can do more harm than good right we understand you're young you want to talk about your experiences you want to give advice you know things you want to share what you're learning as you go that is my type of person right but it needs to have a direction what's the purpose i was i I watched a youtube video by um pastor allen power today and he was talking about christian youtube channels you should avoid and one thing he said is every christian everybody who starts a youtube channel and wants to make it christian content needs to ask themselves one question how is this leading people to christ right that should be the end goal if if your channel is going to be a vlog how are your vlogs leading people to christ if your channel is going to be educational content and you're saying this is christian educational content how is it leading people to christ so i'll i'll say yes there, there is place for concern but at the same time you can't police people we we christians we like to always feel like as if god called us to, to be law enforcement no we are ambassador we are messenger i always to say this is it and come out finish we say this is it though this is what god said take it or leave it this is me i've taken it you i'm presenting presenting it to you so i think the tweet in the end was trying to police people from starting kind of like a gatekeeping in a sense but at the same time i think you can express your concern without infringing on people's um freedom especially when there's nothing to infringe upon mm-hmm. if they create the youtube channel you don't have to watch <laughs> they do not tie news around your neck and say here you must come and watch you really do not have to watch you could say you know this is lovely this is fine i have some concerns you know this is my unsolicited two cents maybe consider this consider this beware of this beware of this but ultimately i don't agree with the tweet saying keep your two cents until god tells you where to go i'm sorry god does not tell you what to use your data to do (laughs) i've not i've not seen the revelation yet so that's my two two cents on that thank you so much daniel i i think you've you've said everything and the church so said well. amen. Hey, let's, man. Just, let's, let's just share our offering and let's share just the share the grace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I I absolutely agree with everything you said. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm. he the tweet, like he said, was uh maybe not coming from a place of uh oh, I just want to just say stuff. It probably came from a place of genuine concern for because you know we have this habit as uh, people generally to just follow trends Mm -hmm. so and i think that um we need to learn that's just what i thought when i saw that we need to learn how to address things without trying to make people feel like they're doing god a disservice like address the issue you don't we don't need to try to you know use god you know almost like mm. emotional mm. blackmail like oh no, spiritual blackmail. yeah like call it spiritual, I, I think, mm-hmm, spiritual ba- blackmail so you know on this uh podcast we've spoken before about you know people jumping to just go and share oh our first night together and things like that yeah. and we just spoke about it like so mm. we there's no need to now say did god tell you to share so because then okay so what what are you going to say if someone wakes up and says oh god actually told me to start sharing whatever i'm doing in the room with my wife like like oh, yeah, what we do you sh- see? Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
So the like, next thing we are going to hear people say is no, that doesn't tally with the, the word of God. God could not have Kinikon. How are we sure? It's like it's one thing after the other. Exactly. One thing after the other. Exactly. I, I, sorry, this is just a tangent. Um, I don't mm -hmm. know if has anybody here seen um Pocahontas? I know of it. I may have seen one or two clips, but I don't remember. You know, there's a there's a song because I saw a meme. Somebody used it for a meme today to kind of say Christians don't know how to disagree with each other. Mm -hmm. And the meme was a song in the a cartoon where we're saying these guys are savages. You know, they are savages. And and the person was like, this is what some Christians think about Christians disagree with mm -hmm. on my minor things not even major theology minor things somebody else said um right. there was another post i saw that said whenever we, we really do not know how to start union without heretics which is one of the problems i have with christian youth but let's keep that one keep <laughs> it in the back pocket. so it's mm -hmm. just just we need to disagree we need to learn that we would disagree. That's the point of community. You have people, and not everybody will think about everything the same way. But yeah. I, I've always believed if the basics remain true, if the basics remain true, the major things of theology remain true, everything else we can agree to disagree on. Can agree to disagree on. Absolutely. And that's, that's what I think, too. Yeah. I think, <laughs> for me, the issue... The number one issue here is calling YouTube ministry. <laughs> like, what is YouTube ministry? As in, we have to, we, we've too. said it on this platform before that even this podcast that we are doing, it, it is, is not, not ministry. ministry oh. It is not ministry. We're talking about Christian things, but it's not ministry. It's just right? a pastime. It's just exactly. a hobby. Something we enjoy doing. We should be able. To, we should be content or comfortable with seeing. Um, Christian creatives like put out content and not target ministry. ministry. It doesn't have to be ministry because when you start mm -hmm. putting that ministry tag, that's where problems start. That's okay. when you say, "Okay, oh, you have God to be led." Call you to do it. Did God not mm. call you to angle, do it? angle, mm. angle? Yes, because mm. yeah, it, there's no need. How can YouTube be a ministry? <laughs> I I just that that's the part for me that I if if somebody has answers for me, like I'm very open to learn. I think. I think I have an answer. Okay. And this very answer would counter, I would show one of the reasons why I disagree with the entire tweet itself, even though I agree with some facts. Every Christian is called to a modicum of ministry. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sharing the word of God, sharing Christian values, all those things. So I think it is from that sense that we get anything that looks like christian content we call it ministry so somebody is singing christian music we say they are a minister somebody is, somebody wrote a book with christian values up and down we say they are a minister mm -hmm. this and that and that and that but i think we conflate that like that's basic default ministry that every believer is called to we conflate that to now mean ministry like in church level, shepherding level, like they are pastor, they are prophet, they are apostle, they are leading a congregation. And I'm like, it's not the same. It's it's, it's just not the same. I, I can call myself a writer, right? I mean, I do call myself a writer actually. I can call myself a writer and then, but I'm not the same as somebody who writes books for a living, right? That's why we call those ones authors, genius, yeah. because they publish works, mm -hmm. right? I write content, I put it online once in a while. I'm a blogger, you know, I'm a content creator. I'm a creative writer, whatever label you want to give to it. But just because we have a um, umbrella term for all these things, doesn't mean that they aren't hierarchies, they aren't levels to it. And those things have different levels of responsibility. So I think that's where it comes from, where people say, if you are making majorly Christian content, right you have a ministry but then people then conflict it to me that ministry now needs to have a special calling upon your life and i just disagree yeah just yeah agree. so i understand i agree with you with the yes we are all called um to be ministers to be, of reconciliation yes but that so in a sense correct we're all ministers but our ministry is clear mm-hmm 
that ministry is literally preaching the gospel. Simple. Like, that is the ministry. So, there's no one that can say, so, eh, well, ministers, but you can't say, I'm doing this, and then my ministry is, I don't even know. Like, you can't, so we're all ministers. As a hairdresser, mm-hmm. right? You are also a minister, also a minister of reconciliation, but you won't say, um, I'm doing hairdressing as a form of ministry. Yes, I mean, well, exactly. Like, yeah. So I don't know. I think I think we just need to calm down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's if, it. Calm down. When you are making someone's hair, you can minister you can the gospel to them. Yes, in that capacity. So See? at that moment. You are being a, a minister, minister of reconciliation. Exactly. But at other times, you are doing your hairdressing. You're doing your day job. Making you are doing your... Someone. And as a believer, there will be a difference in what you do. So mm-hmm. you are the hairdresser that is kind. If you are a um, fashion designer, you are the kind of fashion designer that will tell people you're getting your, your dress in two weeks you're and honest. it's going to be two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but you can't say, oh, fashion... Is my ministry in whatever we're doing as believers? You know, there's that difference, mm-hmm. there's that influence because you know our faith, uh, the word of God that we read at all times, that we study, it will influence our speech, our approach, our perspective, our exactly. preferences, and that will show. Yeah. So if you're doing anything, you're writing. If you're writing fiction, for example, as a believer, it's going to be different from if an unbeliever is writing fiction Mm -hmm. because there's going to be that influence. You might not even necessarily be writing a book about God, Mm -hmm. but that influence will be there. So you can't say, Oh, so because I, I, there's pastor in the book, there's um, Jesus in the book. So that means I'm doing ministry because I wrote a book. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's what we need to separate and accept hobbies for hobbies mm-hmm. uh pastime for pastime and business for business like i i i really hope we can get to that place where we're able to understand that um content creation is not different from being a doctor i think we had a, like one old episode, yeah, episode where we were talking about this right yeah. so 100 percent. so i want daniel to be a i rather have to play episode i rather yeah. have what did you think? Did you agree with us? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, it's, okay. it's something that I had to learn to fight myself mm-hmm. because I've thought that teenage churches before. I've done, I've led Bible study groups online before. You know, I've done different things that obviously have many Christian elements in them, mm-hmm. right? Jack of all trades, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, one thing that I started having to fight was people calling me a pastor, right? Ah, pastor Daniel, pastor Daniel, pastor Daniel. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, see, I am far from a pastor, literally far from a pastor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people are like, ah, is it not something good that they're calling you pastor? I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> Half of these things are hobbies. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. And the work a pastor has to do. <laughs> You don't ah, want to. You don't good. want to be called that um, title anyhow. Just anyhow, no. shouldn't be taken ah, lightly. No, <laughs> Relax. Especially because once you make, once you do something, they don't agree with. Hmm. Ah, I think, I think, I think part of the reason why, and this might not be a subconscious thing that people. <laughs> I think part of the reason why people try to put those great labels on people, even though you have not even started anything yet, is also so that they can hold you up to a standard, put you on a pedestal, right? Yes. And that is yes. just because once you are there, it's wahala, it's wahala shrouds. You can you, you carry your right foot before your left foot is wahala. You breathe through your left nostril before the right one is wahala. Mm-hmm. Ah, you shouted yeah instead of Jesus when somebody. <laughs> Oh, well. <laughs> well, thanks. We we appreciate all our ministry gifts and pastors who are, you know, on oh, that pedestal. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not for us. But, <laughs> ah, it takes for us. It takes for us. But God says otherwise. Right, right. Which is why Christian um YouTubers like I'm thinking of okay who okay Chandler Moore who was um they recently like 
piled on him you know with the whole mm. grammy he's not he's just singing christian songs and whatever and his wife who <laughs> she chopped dragging by association <laughs> because why not because i mean if they did not know chandler more who's like who would have like, known her to drag her, to drag her. Oh, she mm. was so and so and this and that but because of that nah, yeah. you know you are out there you're in the public eye you say you're a christian and you're talking like that you're singing such music you're associating with such people you you dare sing on a grammy stage that just accommodated someone presenting uh, 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 that, was, that was that was uh, how dare see, you that conversation I mean, is real. like so are we saying that uh, yeah sometimes like are we confused are we confused yeah. <laughs> there's anything i've learned about christian community now mm. is that we are very confused i think ah how do i put this in the nicest way possible I think we are very confused about what it means to be Christian and what it means then. Because we, we have this mantra of what would Jesus do? Mm-hmm. We know what Jesus would do, but we never do what Jesus would do. Mm-hmm. Because, and, and I think it's not necessarily because we don't respect Christ, but it's because the way we are socialized in our world everybody needs to adhere to particular forms you need to look a certain way you need to be a certain way you need to do things a particular way and this is for even things we have a um yeah okay i I love to use this example a lot whenever i have um the past times i've had kind of like sex talks with teenagers and everything I call, you know, vagina, vagina, I call this one, this one, I call that one, that one, you know. And I've always received comments of, in fact, sometimes I tend to use more modern words. So I use the P word sometimes, I use the D word sometimes. Because it's sometimes... That's more that, those are the lingo that yeah, they use, yeah. Exactly, those are the lingo. And people automatically take these words to be dirty words, right? Mm. And they are like, as a Christian, should you be saying those words? I'm like, this is an academic setting. Mm-hmm. You honestly cannot think of everything as black and white. It's just like what when people think about, oh, maybe you see preg- um, video of somebody giving birth online, and then you start complaining about nudity and, you know, pornography. And I'm like, Come on. something is wrong with you. <laughs> Come if on. you are associating that like to that content <laughs> something's wrong with you in particular mm-hmm. but i think it's more so that people just don't recognize that the fruit of the spirit matter more than whether you are doing miracles more or anything so we always forget that the fruit of the spirit are very very important and that they should come first in all our interactions Right, Absolutely. so we tend to, and we just want to be correct. But I'm like, there's a difference between being correct theologically and just being correct culturally, hmm. right? And yeah. people need to understand people need to understand those two those two, um, concepts. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um. And we need to learn to just have healthy arguments as Christians. One thing that pisses me off is um when. You know what? Before we get to that, I'm just going to I'm I'm going to ask Daniel a question that he had said earlier that he has a problem with Christian YouTube. Mm-hmm. I'll come back to the thought ah. that I had. <laughs> um so what exactly is your problem with Christian YouTube? Daniel. They like to fight. Okay, what do you mean? They like to fight. Uh okay, for instance now if you Google if you go on YouTube and you probably try type Christian YouTube or you type Christian on YouTube. Most of what you see are YouTube channels calling out other Christians. Oh, yeah. Mm. Okay, I see what you're saying. Right. Is this, there are so many channels about... So, like I said, there are channels calling out other YouTubers, right? There's the one constantly knowing false prophets. There are some, that's their ministry. Everybody is a false prophet. I, 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 in fact, I as long as you be, the moment you become popular, 
But um, to add on to what Daniel was saying, there was a post yesterday. I don't know if you saw it. Someone took a clip of Mike Todd's um, just a clip, an excerpt from his sermon, and you know where Todd was saying that God needs, uh, yeah, God needs man to do things on earth. And this person, a reformed person, was like, "How can you say God needs man?" Some something about taking away from like God's the power of God and mm. things like that. And then people were like, "Well, he uses man to do his things, right?" And then you're like, "No." I think the think issue was with the word need. need. So I was this, and it's context. Like exactly. you have to understand context. Like and you have to does does my thought. Yes, Mike. Does he think that God is not sovereign? Mm-hmm. Does he think that man can so because God needs man mm-hmm. to do things is not equal to man can limit God. Yes. Like man can stop God from doing whatever he yeah. wants to do. It also doesn't mean God is handicapped. Eh, eh, that, that's what I'm saying. Like man cannot limit God. Mm-hmm. Like man but God is always going to work through men. Yeah, exactly. So, like, is it God that's coming out to preach the gospel? Yeah, it's me. It's so that that and I, 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 I've not heard this. So, but I think it's important to know the context. But I think some of these guys just. Yeah, I think they just um, also they hate Mike Todd. So that because that, of, that okay. was even like sort of like where I was coming from. It's that whole you know you have a whole Christian podcast, Christian this kind of like yeah this particular pastor. It doesn't even matter what he does, mm. right? Even if he breathes too much like this. So we're okay, saying, um, we were saying um, that some YouTube channels are just dedicated I, to find false, false prophets. prophets. Yes, um, for some reason they in particular mm-hmm. right have the monopoly on theology mm-hmm. right and here's the funny thing uh they what they mostly do is very very it's very very insidious it's very very malicious because what they do is sometimes they take clips and then they put it out of context <laughs> for example today i saw one I saw one video that actually kind of made me angry. Like, and I barely get angry at these people because I know what they are doing. It's money. Mike Todd one? No, 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 no. It wasn't my third one. Ah, this this is a probably a, a very small YouTube channel. I don't even know the name. Mm-hmm. And it was calling out um, Bible projects, right? Mm-hmm. And says Bible project accepts gay gay accept homosexuality which that was vague so i was like okay let me watch the video see what it's about mm-hmm. and then apparently he was talking about the second guy apart from um uh, Maki that does all the theology stuff the second guy john what's his name he has long hair long ish yeah okay. Let, let's put it mm-hmm. and then he said the guy commented on their video that it's a shame for men to have long hair and then whosoever was <laughs> whosoever was moderating the YouTube comments replied, I replied that I cast out demons <laughs> and everything like that. But like it was it was obviously satire in a sense. Mm, but like yeah. the person was basically praying for him and saying, I cast out every demon that is oppressing you and oppressing your mind and every stronghold, I cast it down. And it was funny. And then this guy made a video and said. Bible project was rejecting the word of God. And he brought First Corinthians 14 um, into the place, I think 4, 14, First Corinthians 14, 4, and then verse 14, about how um, when Paul was saying, um, every man who prays while his head is covered, you know, this um, kind of disgraces himself or something like that. And I was like, wow, okay. Which, for those who don't know, there's a cultural context for that. Yeah. Because Paul Paul says, let's look at nature. The nature he was talking about was not biological nature, but just culture. And then he said, men should have short hair. And I'm like, how do you even determine what is short? Again, culturally. Then he now went on, brought another clip. Ah, God of mercy, this best. Brought another clip Mm -hmm. where 
um, this clip was obviously wildly edited to fit a particular narrative where Maki was talking about gay people and then saying gay people wonder where, where do they fit in all the story of, you know, salvation and all of that, right? And then he edited like probably 30 minutes out and then went to the place where Maki was saying in Christ there is no male, no female, no old, no young, no Jew, no Gentile, mm -hmm. no gay, no straight, but only just people in mm -hmm. Christ, right? Mm -hmm. And that we all need to come together under the umbrella of Christ. Mm -hmm. He edited the ending of that, we need to come together sentence, and then started putting various verses, talking about how these guys are evil, talking about how these guys are false prophets, talking about how these guys are... And I was just like, why? What, what is the point of this? What, what, what is the point of this? It reminds me of another time to where Pastor Alain pa, he made a video about Beyonce's album, which I get. I get why Christians don't like the album, but let's be honest. People, it was not for us. <laughs> exactly. The album was not... I, I, I did not understand what the outfit was. They are not the target market. Simple. They are not the target market. I, I think we need to stop reacting to things that were not ma made for oh us God. in mind. You can say that. Right? Like, we need to stop reacting to things that were not made for us in mind. Honestly, which is how I felt. Like, what you're saying is how I felt about the whole Sam Smith. Why are... Why were Christians making it look like the Grammys was a convention, a Christian convention, a revival service, and then they invited a demonic person to come and sing, to come and present. And then how do you now think that the state becomes defiled um, or something is left over on the stage so, so a Christian, a Christian cannot, cannot sing? Like, <laughs> how can you sing? So that was what I said. Are we are we confused? Like there has to be. Are we As like I, we I know that we, we, we should be in a place where we understand that it's about your spirit. Your it's about what's within. It's about you. Mm -hmm. Like you, nothing outside not exactly. of you. You are not in terms of what yeah, like it's not oh I, I I stood here and there used to be worship of idols here so automatically i'm like you're, you're i'm defiled so i need to go to the priest yeah. to go and you, take a bath thank or something god like you this point it, thank god you brought this up that's, because that was, that was, where that was, I grew are we confused yeah go ahead yeah where i grew up there was an ifa priest right in front of our house mm -hmm. and here's the funny thing there were christians also in that house and nobody I would say this, nobody had any friction with this man. And here's the funny thing. It wasn't that nobody ever spoke to this man about Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. We did. Numerous. But it was always just a conversation. People just come, you know, we'll converse, we'll do this, we'll do that, we'll, we'll share drinks together, we'll share food together. It was a, at, at the end, everybody recognized that each man to his own. And at first, we are a community. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he can't so force people. It wasn't. It wasn't even this. Ah, we are afraid he would do something to us. No, it was just there were points he he would agree with us on. There were points we make we agree with him on. Yeah. But then he he just was like, yeah, I don't believe in your God. And everybody was like, yeah, we we get it. I mean, that doesn't mean we will stop talking to the yeah, we won't exactly. we will stop talking to about Christ. But it's like we get it. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. And it's why I said at the beginning. Many Christians mistake our mission for law enforcement. Mm -hmm. We are not here to enforce the gospel on people. Exactly. We are not here to enforce God on people. We are here to preach God to people. And yep. it's like the instruction Jesus Christ gave his disciples. If you come with the message to that and they reject you, dust your feet and go. That's it. That's go. it. Simple. Okay, I, I, would, I would give people this. When it comes to large stages like the Grammy, the Oscars, all those kind of things, yes, I get the outrage because it is something that feeds into the society at large. Mm -hmm. So I get the outrage. Children will watch that and see the imagery and everything that we associate to evil, devil, you know, that kind of stuff. And I, I get. let them watch. Exactly. Anyway, that's, the, that's the point I want to land that's on. It. Don't watch. Don't watch. Don't watch. Don't watch. I, I, I did not watch. 
I did not. I only heard about all of this on Twitter. I did not. So. I don't know who was. Who still watches the Grammys? Really not my business. As in the Oscar own that happened, that somebody was slapping somebody. She means because of the slap that we recognize hey! that, that we even knew that Oscar was even going, going on. on. Exactly. <laughs> so people, I think, I think Christians, Christians, we feel too much like a police force, mm-hmm. right? We feel too much like a militia, and I get it. You know, the scripture does call us the army of God. But when we look at it's what we are like commanded, it's not, this type of it's not like that. <laughs> we are not here to beat people into submission. We, I don't, I don't, I just do not get it. Why we constantly feel the need to put people down as a form of correction? Exactly. And personally, personally, me, I feel at least when it comes to black communities and African communities. Personally, I just feel like it is a trauma response. Mm. Trauma response. Because even one of the reasons why we don't really have sex education, drug education, like stuff like that in Nigeria, is because we have this fear that once you teach about it, it will lead to degeneracy. Mm. Which, in my experience, most of the time that I end up teaching teenagers about sex and everything, they usually end up waiting. They are usually the ones who end up having a condition that you know what okay i think i'm going to wait yes. oh now that i understand this thing you know what because their, their curiosity is like answered yeah like it, it's it's exactly. out of curiosity that a lot of people mm-hmm. get into this like yeah. they, they are inquisitive they, they want to know uh, they, they want exactly. to see what's going on but when they see okay okay so this is it okay these are the likely demerits this is it. this is it okay that's that's all yeah. like when you remove that cloak of mystery like that's mm-hmm. it and you know there's even this part in proverbs that t- talks about stolen waters being sweeter or something like that like so mm-hmm. when something is done in in the secret like there's this thing that makes you feel there's this thrill because it's shrouded in mystery but once you take mm-hmm. over like you t- take out that cloak of mystery oh that's it yeah it's like well, when we say see finish mm-hmm. see finish applies to this thing too like so mm-hmm. no when 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 a, a, a guy for example knows all there is to it when his uh friends or peer peer group when they're like excited like oh see this girl ah look at her breast and blah 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 she's like the guy is like mm-hmm, whatever so okay. he, the guy yeah. is not as excited so it's I, 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 I think that people need to um, understand that, especially, you know, like you said, when it comes to sex education, like you said, most of the people I know that were actually able to abstain as mm-hmm. teenagers and, you know, say, oh, I'm waiting and all of that, apart from probably being in um, a believing home, they were also yeah. people that people did not, their parents or grown-ups around them do not hold back mm-hmm. from giving them the right mm-hmm. kind of exposure mm-hmm. to um yeah to, to sex this. yeah and, and for us who are christians we we know that you know in educating them you're teaching them biologically mm-hmm. you're also teaching them spiritually mm-hmm. why yes, exactly you are teaching them the gospel because yeah. at the end of the day the gospel is the power of god also salvation. yes you will say you would not it wouldn't freak you out it's not a thing of ah if you do it you will go to hell mm-hmm. because you do not do it once Yes, that ah, we might not end up in hell. Uh, uh, we move now, continue. Yeah. <laughs> and you, no, like on to on to bringing a scenario here. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, um, before I quit teaching and everything, um, this set of boys in this class became very hypersexual, and mm-hmm. that 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 is something that comes with age. All of them were about the same age. They became fifteen, sixteen, about the same time. Mm-hmm. So it comes with that territory, right? And so the first thing I, I said to all of them was, you should be feeling this way. If you are not feeling this way, I should be taking you to the hospital to check you out. And so all of them looked at me strange because it was the first time anybody told them, you should feel this way. Like, yeah. it's your natural body doing what yeah. it's supposed to. Yeah. But then and I told them, that doesn't now mean your free will goes out. The, the slogan that I, that I came up with was, Konji was made for you. Not you for Konji. Mm. And, and I took that from the whole Sabbath was made for the man, not the man for the Sabbath. Mm. Mm. 
because your sexual desires in the end are made for you not you for them so that's already started giving them an orientation of oh okay and then i started talking about consent you can say no which is something we don't teach boys and men that consent is a thing that applies to you too mm. and so you start hearing different they have different questions right this one talk about this one talk about this and then i said answering question and the ones i couldn't answer i'll tell them i'm sorry i don't know how to answer this can you wait for me to maybe ask my betters go and do my research and then and they'll be like yes yeah, sure sir and after about a week or two of constantly having these talks i asked the question i was like so how many of you want to have sex now yeah. And most, most, most of them would pause at first and i was like okay let me break it down how many of you want to have sex all of them raised up their hand and then i was like how many of you feel like you are ready for sex and most of all of them put down their hands and i was start asking why they were like eh, you know like they feel like they can they should still wait longer at least to their adults before they start thinking about it again that this and that and that and that i was like but you still like to have girlfriends and everything they were like yeah but you don't you just don't want to go that that far they were like yes i was like okay so you know progress right progress you you celebrate i think one at thing least, yeah. as a teacher especially when it comes to young people mm -hmm. is adults always have unrealistic expectations of young people and that is a tradition we now carry over into how we treat each other even as adults to one another we then start having unrealistic expectations for each other yeah. so why should i have an unrealistic expectation of fighting of somebody fighting temptation that i do not have for the other person mm. i should be having this standard that if you have sinned once you cannot serve god if you have done something wrong, you have cannot serve God. And so it's just we I don't think it's a Christian thing. I know we like to people like to make it sound like I said it's just a Christian thing. I think it's across mm -hmm. all communities. Yeah. Everybody always has unrealistic standards. Mm -hmm. Everybody has unrealistic expectations. But what makes it worse in Christian circles is because by virtue of our very theology, by virtue of our very teachings, we are not supposed to. We are supposed exactly. to be very intentional. Like, like you said, what would Jesus do, right? Mm -hmm. So Exactly. So we ask what would Jesus do, but then we never get the answer. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think, you know, what you just said, it kind of takes me back to, you know, what we started this uh, conversation with. Because mm -hmm. I feel like, Apart from the confusion beat, I think one mm -hmm. one thing we also need to do away with is hypocrisy. Um, yes. And it's it's you see it in so many things. Because, you know, if I were to have a conversation with the person that put out that tweet, mm -hmm. I will start asking that person, okay, were you led about this? Mm-hmm. Were you led about that? To tweet this tweet. Well, I, I think someone already asked that question because I saw the replies. Like, so, you know, and I think if we could sit down sometimes and do some introspection, we would be more kind. Mm -hmm. We would be mm -hmm. more tolerant. We would be, you know, understanding because, like he said, there's no sin that is, I think that that's what, that's what makes us um have like this ranking of sins and is mm. this like you said it's not a christian thing it's it's the flesh in us it's the flesh in us in that the natural response of man is works mm -hmm. we have this natural instinct probably as a result of the fall to just we have to strive to do everything we have to yes. work so you just feel like eh, this is a small lie this one is mm. just small covetousness, but mm. how can this person carry gun and go to the bank? We mm. have ranted because we feel like, yeah, it's, it, 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 it's small white lies. I mean, you don't need, uh, you, just small, small restraint. Mm. But, you know, I could hold myself back even when I had no money in my account. I didn't think of stealing. Why did this person go out? So, you know, we rank seen in terms of the effort we think it takes to you know hold back and all of that and 
it comes you know we were having a conversation too about when people think that oh why is this thing happening to this believer is because um the person was not praying well did not have enough faith or uh the person was not led but if you really sit down and think about you now ask yourself okay am i a believer yes does god love me yes do i love god yes okay so are there things that happened to me that or outcomes that were not really what i expected or what i prayed about if i can find some situations where that happened and i know that i had faith i believe god god loves me why can't i think of that in the moment where someone else is going through something because if you there's no one because i mean we know the, the reality of the world we live in right like so even when you can determine things that you can control like okay i know when to go to bed there are things that are out of your control because there are external forces there are people around you that might not even be believers or believers that don't believe the same thing you know just differences around you that you can't control so why are we not able to you know extend that same okay so it doesn't mean that but you know like i said we need to do away with hypocrisy like understand yeah. that whatever like be, when, whenever you want to judge people you know that's why we have all those remove the speck in your mm-hmm. eye first before you think of removing the log in so the fact that we're even seeing it as speck and log mm. in the first place is a problem because at the mm. end of the day they are both foreign bodies that mm. should not be there mm-hmm. but you feel exactly. like my, mine is just a speck mm-hmm. yours is like just one small thing that's small, small tiny thing and anyway nobody knows about it it's just a secret Thing i'm struggling with but yeah we are helped <laughs> and yeah people need to just stop i guess god shaming people mm. god, like i don't know if god shaming is the word mm. you're just like mm, were you late because at the end of let's the day, let's make it the word god shaming <laughs> i've never heard what does the bible say about you know sons of god about leading mm-hmm. if you are the son of god you will be led by the spirit the spirit is in you so your your moves everything really is they're ordered by god that's just the truth right now if you are going to walk into danger you would definitely feel that strong feeling like hmm, no, i don't think yeah. you should go i don't think you know and that's it that's how it works it's not like okay you wake up and you're like holy spirit what do i eat today mm. holy spirit, what do I eat? and if you don't hear you will not eat you now wait you have waiting that thing you may or you may open your work because like the holy spirit's leading is first of all the primary the work of the holy spirit is to you know witness in you that you have god like yes. you have believed in him so mm-hmm. let's not even be using the holy spirit to be picking food picking clothes and all those other things right but at the end of the day i don't know maybe you are going to find favor with someone who likes red right when you step out of the house and you yeah. open your wardrobe and you just feel like hmm, maybe i should wear a red dress today I don't know. That may be the Holy Spirit leading you. I, I can't say that. Oh, yes, indeed, that's the Holy Spirit. Because at the end of the day, there are also coincidences. Exactly, and I also like I. I just see God's primary, like the function of the Holy Spirit being telling us that yes, you are a son of God. Yes, you are this. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever I'm feeling down, whenever I feel like maybe God doesn't like me anymore because I've seen so much or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, the Holy Spirit is telling that guy. Yeah, you have you have God inside of you. Why? Because you have me, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the primary function of the Holy Spirit. Not telling us, okay, oh yeah, open your tip channel. Oh, yeah, oh, this yeah, is this the topic you oh, talk yeah, about. Uh... Or when we go out to <laughs> preach the gospel, Holy Spirit, or we go out really, and you'll be like, minister to that person, tell the person something. Or we pray together and it's like, give this person a word. They need it at that point. That is the function of the Holy Spirit. So, yeah, let's mm-hmm. stop God shaming people because we know that that's not how we really run our day-to-day lives so let's be calm yeah. down like yeah. calm down <laughs> and, and, the, and there's another aspect to this mm-hmm. i think this is a this this one is a christian thing mm-hmm. and i'm not sure whether it has been a good thing for us many times we are taught to look for enemies mm-hmm. we are taught to look for enemies we are taught to look because you know we christians say I mean, the Bible says that we know how the devil works, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think many people knows how the devil works. 
and that the devil they use Christians well because when you create a YouTube channel and all you do is to constantly point out what is wrong. Yeah, not you preaching the gospel. Mm. I'm not preaching the gospel. At that point, you are working against the body of Christ. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that the things you are pointing out are wrong. But then when that is all you do... Your focus, 100%. You offer up, you offer up no solutions. You offer up no edification. The devil is using you. And you don't know it. And so I, I think I think there's this there's this thing where we are constantly taught to look for enemies, but not taught how to save our enemies because we condemn, and then the only people we tend to want to preach the gospel to are the people that we have not seen to do anything to us mm. that we have not seen to do anything publicly. So that's why you see people who not want to approach the admiral. We've already we've already told them that the talks, those ones are gone. You know, mm, those ones. They are beyond saving. And I'm like. No, that is not the approach Christ took. Mm-hmm. Christ no, exactly. Everybody. It's even these people that the the community, the 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 like people were pushing away. People like he, Jesus made a deliberate effort to actually reach out to those people. Like exactly. those people that no one, yeah, no one is talking to. You know, the um Samaritan, Samaritan woman, woman, the um that woman. The adulterous woman. Yeah, the that woman. With herself. like it was always like the people that you know Jesus sought out himself. Mm-hmm. Even even Matthew, like as a tax collector, he was seen as a traitor. Zachary, he was. I mean, what's that guy? Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. Like there were always people that you know no one wants to have anything to do with this person either because they feel like yeah you're not a good person or you have you're going to contaminate them or mm-hmm. defile them mm-hmm. in some way. So. Jesus made an effort to reach out to these people. So there's no reason why. And it was always out of compassion. It's always out yes. of love. So I think it also brings us to like um a love walk. Mm-hmm. The more you love, the more hypocritical you would be. Mm-hmm. Like when you love so much, you, you love God so much, you love people so much, mm-hmm. you will be, you will see yourself. How do I put it now? You the way you see yourself would be like ah oh, okay like you'll be humble okay I think that's the word I'm looking for so when you you meant the less hypocritical you'll be yes oh you said the more it's less hypocritical oh less I meant less the more you love the less hypo yeah that's what I meant so because you're more humble when you're able to comprehend how much God loves you you know that you're undeserving mm. you know that there's nothing you could have done to deserve or you know marry this kind of love and when you are able to have that understanding and revelation you are able to see people in that same light like because you you can't when you love people you can't be thinking "Mm, this one doesn't have faith Mm. Mm. wait why why would robbers go and rob you it's because he didn't have faith Uh -uh. How come or you the, applied for visa and they denied you? You didn't pray well, though. Or the channel did not grow, has not grown up to 5k followers after five <laughs> Don't years. About this. And you are like, ah, <laughs> surely you were not called. You know? Right. Mm. And you are not working in the will of God. Yeah. Right. God called you. Yeah. yeah. Your, your church is small. Right. How come exactly. the church All is not full? Things, no. You are not doing three services. Exactly. Like, I'm going back not... to that love work that you said. Mm. Understanding that, that, even that love is not just you. Mm-mm. It's everybody. Exactly. Yes, yeah, so because while everybody. we were yet seen as he died, and it was everybody, Body, not, not not you, everybody. The only and, difference and between think... you and the unbeliever is that the unbeliever did not accept mm-hmm. that love that was given to them. I think I think another fear that people have is that you can't love without compromising. Most people feel like, okay, take for instance now, um, I'll use this one as an example because I really, really loved what happened here. Pope Francis came out and said homosexuality is not a crime. And people interpreted that to mean homosexuality is not a sin. I went ahead to go and find the interview. I couldn't find all the videos and everything, but I read the article and everything. And he said, according to him, his words, he said homosexuality is a sin. 
he didn't even argue that one. He didn't even allow it to be up for argument. Mm-hmm. Said homosexuality is sin, but he said a crime is not the same thing as a sin. Mm-hmm. And most people don't understand that we do not live in Christian nations. What is criminal is not necessarily biblical crime. It's not necessarily a sin. Yeah. And so, at the same time, what makes us think that a secular nation should be in charge of judging sins? Mm. Right? So, so, it's like, let each country have their laws, but then as Christians, let's be very, very honest. It, and this is why I love the work of um, Pastor Jackie Hill Perry to the um, gay community. Mm. It's like, being on somebody who even has experience in the community, she understands the struggles and understands that there is legit harm that comes to these people. A friend of mine once reached out to me and was like, in Nigeria, would you allow for gay rights laws? And I was like, yes. And the person was like, ah, so you think homosexuality is nice? And I said, I yeah, didn't say the that. same thing. Mm. And the person was like, okay, why would you support it? I said, I can't preach the gospel to people who I can't find. I can't mm-hmm. preach the gospel to people who are being Exactly, who are being killed. Who And this is actually happening in Nigeria. We don't talk mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. But many of these people are being persecuted. They are being killed. Some of them are being blackened. Some of them are in jail for, for no good reason. And many times, whenever they see, they ask themselves, why am I in this position? It is Christians that they point to first off. It's Christians. They are like, Christians are the reason I'm, I'm like this. And I'm like, I don't blame you for thinking that way. Because the impression some people have given you is that you are the only thing that God has commanded us to hate. Mm -hmm. Which is not true. God has commanded us to be against all sins. But at the same time, he has also commanded us to love people. There is no way I can say I love you. And And this is the same argument many people have with, you know, beating your child. It's like, you beat me, beat me, beat me, beat me, beat me. And then you tell me that it's because you love me. You love me and you are... I give you your love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you love me and you and yet you inflict bodily, mental, emotional harm on me. Mm. Up to the point where sometimes it is life or death. Mm. And then you expect me to believe your God is a loving God. Mm. You expect me to believe that you are a loving person. And I'm like, we can't say we are a people of love. And then constantly be after the lives of people. Hmm. We we can't. We cannot. And until we allow ourselves to sit down and accept that, yes, we need to check ourselves. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's another thing. Many Christian communities do not accept accountability. Hmm. They believe accountability is only for men of God. And I'm like, no, sister in teaching, brother Unduka, minister of God. It's all of us. <laughs> It is all of us. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Ah, it has been a wonderful, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful conversation. We it could was, go on yeah. and we could we could spend like two hours talking. Uh but oh thank you, God. thank you, thank you so so much, Daniel, for taking the time. Nigeria wanted to try, but the Lord said no. <laughs> no. Ah, <laughs> yeah. You cannot you cannot ruin grace. Mm, the, mm, the, the, mm, you cannot mm. ruin grace. Mm. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> Way when the when the road is blocked, in fact, remove the door and replace it with a wall. Mm-hmm. It will change back because we serve a God who calls things into existence that are not. <laughs> we will do remodeling. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you so so much, Daniel. Um, do you want yeah. to say the your Twitter um or Spotify handle so that people can follow? Yeah, where can people find you? Okay, uh, I am mostly active on Twitter. When it comes to social media-wise, mostly active on Twitter. That is at Daniel Briggs. Okay. The Briggs is with a Z, not an S. So okay. in case you're wondering. And my podcast name is Volatile Times with Daniel. Um, it's on so many platforms. There are even platforms I don't know about that it's there. So you can find it anywhere. Pick one episode, listen. I'm sure it will be a blessing to you. And if you do not like it, come and fight me. I, 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 I like to... I like yeah. to go to do that disagree with me. So come and fight me. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks everyone for listening up until up this, this moment. point. Yeah. We appreciate you. Please follow us on our social media platforms at S underscore Light Pod. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel at Something Lights uh, Podcast. Yes. And then. <laughs> Uh, Spotify at something um, like an Apple podcast, something like yeah. find us everywhere. We are 
We'll get to Daniel's um, that is it everywhere. But, yes. <laughs> but for now, we are on those two platforms. Help us support our. I want to support our ministry. Not that kind of ministry. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Thanks. Thanks again, Daniel. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to keep shining as the light that you are. <laughs> Thanks, Daniel. Bye-bye. Thanks, Daniel. <laughs> Thank you.